Have you ever had someone throw you for a loop with their negativity and before you knew it, you found yourself acting as badly as they are? You know, no matter how positive you are, no matter how great of a mood you are in, it can be easy to react to toxic behavior with negativity. But there is a way to interrupt that pattern and shift the dynamics in an interaction. Coming up next on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, we're going to talk about a concept called complementarity. It's a powerful communication tool that can turn even the most challenging people and situations completely around. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. You know, I've always been intrigued by what the most successful people do differently, and when it comes to communication, one thing we know for sure is that oftentimes we underestimate the power of communication to create success in big situations, big career moves, relationships, but also in those small ones. And sometimes we just stumble upon situations that were unexpected, but oftentimes we can react in ways that are completely expected, and that can actually work against us. So when I was writing Successful Women Speak Differently, which was the follow-up to Think Differently, I wrote a chapter, I talked about a habit called flipping the script. And it's basically responding in ways that are unexpected because when you do that, oftentimes you can yield results that border on the miraculous. <laughs> Sometimes you just have situations where 99% of people would respond in a specific way but if you can do the opposite, if you can respond in a way that's unexpected, you actually end up getting the results that absolutely anyone would want in that situation. So as I was, uh, as I was researching for the book, I stumbled upon this concept called complementary. It's about complementary behavior and non-complementary behavior in communication. And this example I want to share with you, which I wrote about in the book, is absolutely phenomenal. I've got a couple to share with you because I think it's really important. If you find yourself sometimes dealing with people or dealing with situations that trigger a reaction that you later wish were different, this is a really important concept. So let me let me share this story with you because it just blew me away. So I'm reading this directly from the book. The intriguing NPR program Invisibilia shared a remarkable story that defies common logic. It left me speechless and is a brilliant illustration of the powerful effect of counterintuitive reactions in contentious situations. On a warm summer evening in Washington, D.C., a group of eight friends was celebrating life and recent milestones over hors d'oeuvres at a backyard dinner party. It was a magical night, as Michael, who attended with his wife and teenage daughter, described it. While standing next to his wife enjoying the evening, he suddenly saw a long barrel handgun between them. 
a man had stealthily crashed the party, first pointing the gun at a friend and then turning it to Michael's wife, directly at her head. He demanded money and aggressively threatened to start shooting if they didn't comply. Everyone stood in shock. Even worse, none of them had any cash on them. They began scrambling for what to say to defuse the situation. Even through his expletive-laced demands, Michael says the robber looked anxious and nervous. Maybe they could somehow say something to prevent this nightmare from becoming a tragedy. They decided to try guilt. We asked, what would your mother think of you, Michael recalled, hoping it would guilt the gunman into changing his mind. Instead, it seemed to escalate his behavior. Things became tenser. He became more agitated as he, as he yelled back, I don't have a expletive mother. Things seemed to be moving toward an end no one wanted. That's when a friend at the table named Christina made an offer. It was counterintuitive and probably made out of sheer desperation. Look, she said calmly, we're here celebrating. Why don't you have a glass of wine and sit down? Michael describes it as a switch. You could feel the difference, he recalled. It was definitely the right thing to say. Suddenly, the man's face changed. They poured him a glass of wine. He tasted it and remarked how good it was. They offered him something to eat. He sat down. He put the gun in his pocket. And soon after, he murmured under his breath, I think I've come to the wrong place. They offered words of understanding, and in his reflection, in the quietness and oddness of the situation, he made a request. He said something so strange, Michael explained. He asked for a hug. They all hugged him. Then he said, I'm sorry, and walked out with a glass of wine in his hand. Michael described the turn of events to NPR as a miracle. And it certainly was. There's a psychological description for what happened. It is the idea that we tend to mirror behavior when interacting with others. When you're kind, other people are more likely to return the kindness. When you're rude, others are likely to return your rudeness with more of the same. The unbelievable turnaround of that night at that dinner party reminds me of Ashley Smith a young woman I interviewed years ago when I was hosting a, an event for John Maxwell called Thrive. She had recently made national headlines de-escalating a hostage situation by using Rick Warren's bestseller, The Purpose Driven Life, to engage her kidnapper in a conversation about his life purpose. Basically, her captor had stunned the nation when he escaped a courtroom where he was on trial he had raped and murdered four people, including a judge, and then forced his way into the then 30-year-old Ashley's home, holding her hostage. It was his conversation with Ashley in which she spoke to him about purpose and meaning that ultimately led to a safe ending for her, and he eventually turned himself in. Now listen, hopefully most of us will never have to deal with situations as serious as the ones that that group of friends experienced or that Ashley Smith experienced. But, you know, most of us at some point deal with a difficult personal relationship or we deal with people just in the everyday world who are 
difficult. People throw curveballs at us. We weren't expecting. People are rude. People don't handle situations well. And they can take it out on us even when we have nothing to do with what has just happened. And if we respond in ways that are complimentary, which is what most people do, when they're rude, we're rude back. When they do something we don't like, we do something we think they won't like. And so it just escalates and one thing leads to another. And we typically don't end up in a situation that is actually what we want to end up in. The key really to breaking this pattern, because complementary behavior is a pattern, is to break the pattern. Uh, There's a researcher that's done a lot of work in this area. He's a researcher at Eastern Michigan University, Professor Christopher Hopwood, and he talks about the power of using non-complementary behavior. So if we tend to respond to each other in kind, right, that's complementary behavior, you're rude, I'm rude back and you're even more rude, and the spiral just escalates upward, you can break the pattern by doing the opposite. So rather than responding in kind, you respond with the unexpected. Compassion. Kindness. Curiosity. Help. Even silence can be the unexpected. And once you do that, and it's not about whether the person deserves that, (laughs) I'll explain in a moment what it really is about. What it's about is breaking that pattern. And once you break that pattern, a new pattern is created where the other person then is responding in a complementary way to you. So when you break the pattern, now there's something more positive coming. And typically, people are not going to respond when you de-escalate by further escalating. They're thrown off at that point. So I, I think about a friend of mine, one of my best friends in the world, Yvette, telling me about when she was an up-and-coming sales executive. And basically, she was, she was a, she's a good communicator. So she was assigned to the most dreaded client that they had at the TV station where she was working at the time. And so... Basically, she uh, was dealing with this client who had brought to tears multiple account executives over the years. And the day before she was assigned to this client, literally another account executive came to her in tears. The client had cursed the account executive out over something very trivial. And now it was Yvette's turn to deal (laughs) with this client. And she basically said, this client was a terror. Like nobody wanted to deal with this person. But she was in charge of millions of dollars of advertising uh, for a Fortune 500 company, and she had been for more than 15 years, and she was basically a bully. And so one day, she called Yvette up. She's upset about something, and she's yelling on the phone, and she starts cursing. And Yvette is totally thrown off. She's completely taken off guard. But her reaction to it was very unexpected and unconventional. And what she said to me was, I can't explain it, but instinctively, I hung up the phone. And so in the middle of this woman yelling and cursing, she said, I didn't slam down the phone. I, I just I just hung it up. Like, I don't accept people cursing me out. <laughs> so I'm just going to hang up. And the woman called right back. And she said to Yvette, well, what happened? And Yvette just said, 
I hung up. And once you calmed down, why don't you call me back? And something happened that had never happened in all of those 15 years that that station had been dealing with this client. She instantly calmed down. She actually never raised her voice at Yvette. She never cursed again. She was always respectful. Now, she didn't suddenly just become respectful. What happened was Yvette flipped the script. And she didn't do it by escalating behavior. She she de-escalated. She basically broke that pattern and created a new pattern where rather than as an account executive, her responding to the client, right, in a complimentary way. And, and, you know, the previous account executive, it was complimentary as well. She didn't start yelling. She was crying. She was a nervous wreck. Yvette instead responded calmly, kindly, but I am shutting this down. And by doing it calmly and kindly, the client then began to mirror her. You know, oftentimes people know that what they're doing is off. They know it's wrong. But when they are pushing a button, they're trying to get a reaction. And when you're giving them the reaction that they are looking for, whether they consciously realize that's exactly what they're looking for or not, when you give them that reaction, they're going to keep pushing that button. When you flip the script, you're not giving that reaction. You're responding in a way that really is the unexpected. And so breaking that pattern, you know, sometimes, again, it can be something you weren't expecting at all. Like it's not an ongoing relationship. It's someone at the store. It's someone in in public. It's someone doing something that you had no way of being able to anticipate. So how do you deal with it? How do you use this as a communication tool? whether you're dealing with an ongoing relationship or you're in a situation that's unexpected. So there are a few simple things I'm going to walk you through. And I want you to be thinking about, perhaps it's a recent situation that's happened for you or one you are anticipating because there's someone you have to deal with or a situation you have to deal with. And you recognize that you might be dealing with negative or toxic behavior and you don't want it to impact you in a way that spirals the situation, escalates the situation upward. So the first thing you need to do is pause. Pause and breathe. What happens when we're dealing with these situations is that we're reacting. And a reaction happens like that. What we need to do is to respond rather than react. And there's power in pausing. So when you're pausing, you're choosing to deactivate the buttons that people who manipulate or have negative or toxic behavior like push. And I'm not saying that's easy. It does take practice. In fact, sometimes you might almost have like a knee-jerk reaction, but you still have a chance, a second chance to pause. Sometimes we have to choose a second time, right? We have to choose the the response as opposed to the reaction. And we can actually stop ourselves in the middle of a reaction. You can even say, you know, let me start over, right? Because that's just being authentic and that's being honest. And we know authenticity is such an important piece 
of being able to be resilient in situations. But when you do speak, regardless of what the other person is doing, speak kindly, speak calmly. When you're talking about negative situations, oftentimes it is the voice raised or it is something said in a way that's ugly. But you don't have to react in a complimentary way. So part of flipping the script is doing something very much the opposite. Speak kindly. But then here is the big key you will notice in all three of these situations that I mentioned. The group having the outdoor party, the woman who was basically held hostage, and an Yvette's situation. And that is all three kept their eye on the bigger vision. It is so easy when we are reacting to something, to react to something that has nothing to do with our bigger goal. In that first situation, the bigger goal is making sure everybody gets out of this with nobody being hurt or shot. Same with that second one. Can I get out of this alive? Can I be let go in this situation? The third one is, how can I get what is needed for my job without having to deal with someone treating me disrespectfully. So what happens is we get thrown off. When people throw us off course, that's exactly what it is. You were on course to get whatever it was that you were wanting, and now you're over here reacting to something that has nothing to do with the overall vision. Don't get distracted. That's absolutely critical. Keep your eye on the vision. What is the bigger picture? of what you're wanting in this situation or what you're wanting from the relationship. And that ultimately will help you create the right response. So that's the last thing I want you to remember. Choose words that lead you closer to your goal rather than moving you further from it. Sometimes our ego gets in the way. Sometimes it's our fear. It's our anger. The key is not allowing your emotions to make your decisions for you, but actually choosing What are the words that get me closer to my goal? If my goal is excelling at my job and this client keeps throwing me off, I've got to remember what the overall goal is. And so my response cannot be a reaction that moves me further away from my goal. Now, you might say, gosh, how did she hang up the phone calmly? (laughs) How did she answer so honestly? Yes, I hung up the phone right? But she didn't yell, I hung up the phone because you're an idiot, (laughs) right? And I'm sick and tired of you. That's not what she said. She stated facts. She stated them calmly. She stated them kindly. And it's very difficult to keep being ugly when someone else is being kind and being honest and truthful, because you know that person knows what the truth is as well. But here's the key. If your kindness and your words come across as disingenuous or patronizing, this whole concept will backfire. The key to breaking the pattern is empathy and compassion. Now, that doesn't mean you're making excuses for other people's behavior, but it does mean that you're seeing the person. You're seeing that that person's also afraid. That person has issues, whatever they are. You're not going to make their issues your issues, But it does help you calm your response because you're speaking to their humanity and you're not allowing their issues to throw you off course from your vision and your bigger goal. 
So one, breathe and pause. I would add for myself when I'm in these situations, I pray. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a, what should I do right now? What is the wise decision, <laughs> right? I need wisdom. And it's amazing how quickly that often will come. Pausing leads you to respond rather than react. Speak kindly. Keep your eye on the vision and then choose the words that will lead you closer to your goal rather than moving you further from it. But remembering that when we can practice compassion and empathy, again, this doesn't excuse others' behavior. But if your eye is on the vision, you understand that that empathy and that compassion keeps you from getting bogged down in someone else's issues and helps you to focus on what it is you're needing out of this interaction. So the thought shift, very simply, is in those situations where you're tempted to react, you're choosing to respond, and you're specifically choosing to flip the script. Do not compliment bad behavior. Instead, break the pattern of bad behavior so that the other person then begins complimenting your behavior, your communication. So ask yourself, in what situation or what relationship do I tend to get stuck in negative complimentary behavior? Where am I reacting in a way that's not helpful? And then secondly, what's the bigger picture? What is the bigger picture of where I'm wanting to go in this situation? Because that bigger picture will keep you back on track rather than having you off here getting sucked into other people's drama. If you're having a reaction, you want to quickly be asking, is my reaction helping or is it hurting? Is it moving me closer to the vision or the goal? Or is it moving me further away? And then what is the complementary pattern that you'd like to create? And what could you say or do to create? I'm not saying this is easy, but it works. And I'm wondering where you need break the pattern of complimentary behavior when it's negative. Where is that for you? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love if this has helped you write a review about it and share with me, what is it that you're doing? Where does this apply for you? How did this hit you? What is it that resonates most? It's such a simple concept, but boy, did this hit me when I first began learning about it because I've seen it work over and over and over again. And more than anything, I have found that it just lowers the stress level. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. If you want the show notes, if you want these particular coaching questions that I've been asking, just go to ValerieBurton.com forward slash podcast. There you will also find information about joining my membership, the Successful Women's Academy, where every single month I do some great coaching online. We meet on Zoom and we've got some really great teaching and concepts, guided meditations, and uh, virtual coaching sessions that I do. So I'd love for you to join me there. But until next time, have a wonderful week. I can't wait to talk to you again next week on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way 
of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. Podcast.